Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. Our Patreon campaign is off to a great start. Within a week, longtime supporter Jason Brannon gave a one-time gift that will support all of our operating costs for the year. You'll remember Jason Brannon from episode 12, The Fourth Key, and 44, Beware the Death Angel. He's also one of the owners of Deadbolt Escape Rooms in Tapello, Mississippi. So if you're in the area, see if you can escape. Head over to www.deadboltescaperooms.com. The Patreon financial goals have been adjusted to reflect this. Additionally, two more patrons have brought our goals extremely close to being able to pay our authors. Thank you to Clayton Webb, a Canadian. But not just any bacon-loving, maple syrup-making Canadian, eh? He's also a longtime writer who's going to have his first publication appear in the upcoming Crossover Alliance Anthology, Volume 3. Congratulations, Clayton. And thank you to Fred Himibah. Yeah, I don't know. But he lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan, with his family. He's also a speculative fiction writer. He's been published by Everyday Fiction, the Starship Sofa Podcast, and Liberty Island Magazine. He's got an upcoming story, All Those Bulging Bellies, in a future Untold Podcast episode. By that time, it is my goal and my dream. Properly pronounce his name. Thanks, gents. Appreciate all the help. And as I said before, if we get a dollar from all of our listeners, we're in the big leagues. So even if you can only contribute a little, please help us produce more speculative fiction. Today's story was written by listener favorite author Michael Withers. In addition to being an author, Michael is also a janitor at a church and a frequent voice over at Christian Geek Central, the CGC forums, and pretty much every other geeky podcast community out there. You've heard his stories before in episode 27, The Gnomes in the Pit, episode 32, Mission from the Dark Side of the Galaxy, and episode 47, The Will of the Time Traveler. So be sure to go back and listen to his stories. Also, listen carefully to the narrative today, and you might just catch a call back to a previous tale. So, without further ado, The Untold Podcast is proud to present SFC Woolsey 1 by Michael Withers. Amadeus's lean frame practically flew up the ladder to his control station on the SFC Wolsey Mark I. His crew likewise scurried to their places in excited anticipation. The weather had turned, and it was time to take the hope of their race out on its first active mission. A service technician helped him strap into the harness, plunked a helmet on his head, and smacked it to seat it properly. Good luck, sir, he saluted. Happy hunting. Amadeus grimaced as the technician exited and closed the hatch. He really wished they wouldn't use language like that. Hunting, as if they were going out there with the purpose of killing. Oh, they might kill. It was a risk any operation of this sort ran, but if they could infiltrate and escape with the package, it would suit him just fine. Number one in place. Call out. Two in place. Three in place. Four in place and ready to roll. Five in place. Silence. Six, I hope you aren't sleeping up there. 
No boss, not sleeping, six in place. He flipped the switch to external communications. Woolsey one, all set. Crank em up, you rodents. Outside, the generator wheel squeaked to life, giving the Woolsey the last spark of energy it would need to get started. Two batteries at max. Call sign and info. That was his right arm officer, all right. Let's get this show on the road. Can it for? Of course, right leg couldn't do anything by the book, but when one was as naturally gifted as Skunky, even the brass buttons had to give him some leeway. Woolsey detects. Step back, ladies and gents. This mission is underway. Cheers rang in his ears as he initiated the stand protocols. In the park, a lone crow sat on a branch, relaxing at the quietude. The summer birds were gone, and the trees were calm for the first time in months. And if there was one thing Homeville could use, it was calm. All sorts of strange things had been happening, the crow mused. There had even been gnomes spotted in the area. It didn't occur to the crow that her musing itself was an oddity, but crows weren't given to wrestle with existential quandaries anyway. She was flexing her wings to absorb more of the sun's warmth when a commotion below caused her to squawk and hop around to get a better look. A burst of steam, a movement, and a chattering erupted from a pile of leaves. Squirrels? She thought derisively. Nothing nuttier than them in the best of times. And this is decidedly not the best of times. The construct lurched forward. Just like we practice, folks. Amadeus chided gently. How are we sounding, Six? The bat up in the stovepipe hat set out some sonar pulses. Sounds, Sounds good, good, one. one. <clears throat> Excellent. Steady as he goes. Five, you are dragging. I know, one. I think a servo is acting up. Should we cancel? Negative. We can work with it as it is. Nothing to worry about. But it was something to worry about. And if there was one thing a squirrel like Amadeus did, it was worry. Three, you'll have to swing harder to compensate. Roger, one. Will do. Forward! The crow was curious, as is so often the case, and she glided from branch to branch following the strange contraption below. It was shaped something like a human. Two arms, two legs, a head. It even had a hat on its orange-haired head, but one dreadfully out of fashion. For a face, the squirrels had dug up a mask like children wore on Halloween. It was green with a long, hooked nose and a gapped-tooth grin. It lurched along, its left leg stiff, and its foot dragged a line in the leaves behind it. Every now and again, a burst of steam would shoot out of its backside with a whistling sound. Exiting park now, one. Six called down. Traffic ahead. Amadeus swung the head side to side, looking out the eye ports and judging the speed of the cars in the road. His tail bristled and twitched. Three steps forward. Three, aye. No, wait, back, back, back. Back full, aye, sir. 
Now, forward, six steps. Six steps forward, aye, sir. Two more, forward. Two forward, aye. Wait, back, all back, five, give it all you got. The figure lurched back and forth as stopped cars honked their horns and exasperated drivers yelled insults. The crow laughed raucously at the spectacle and then swooped across the road to a new perch as the false person scampered over the curb at last, its arms pinwheeling. It staggered and righted itself as the traffic resumed in the street behind it. Then it resumed its shuffling way down the sidewalk, headed into town. It started to move more smoothly, and the crow was considering moving on when it stopped short and started shaking violently. Cat! 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 One's ears rang with the cry, and his crew scampered around in their compartments wildly, looking for escape. Stop it! He roared into the microphone. We've trained for this. Maintain course. Don't let it know anything is wrong. Remember, we are human today. The crew returned to their harnesses, and the Wolsey jerked into motion again. Easy now. Don't panic. One left out the, again, as he'd been thinking. He looked at the cat, a tiger-striped one with white boots, that sat there wide-eyed and open-jawed, staring at them as they passed. Good job. I think we made it. Pedestrian on our right, Six said. Swing left. Two points. Very good. Two. Give the fellow a wave. Excellent. Good job, crew. I think we are going to pull this off after all. The crow was annoyed. The squirrels had definitely tried to enter the building, and if they did that, she'd lose them. Unless, of course, she went in as well. Yes, they were starting to understand how the door worked. She had to act now. She pumped her wings and careened around the swinging door. At the last second, before crashing into the doorframe itself, she threw out her talons and latched onto the construct's shoulder. Left wing in, right wing out for balance, and she found her perch. She turned and looked into the empty eye of the mask to the squirrel inside who was, in turn, looking at her. Buzz off! Ha! The crow cawed. Seriously, get lost. You're going to ruin our mission. Ha! It repeated. Three, swat that noxious bird, will you? Roger, one. The Woolsey shifted balance as the left arm came up, but the crow hopped over the hand and it smacked into the Woolsey's head. Amadeus's ears were ringing. He thought it was from the impact until he realized that Six was just screaming. Stop, 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 stop three. three. You'll knock we'll our own block off. off. We'll, just we'll just have to have ignore the crow. crow. Maybe, Maybe the other the humans human will think it's a pet. Ha! The crow cawed again right into his ear. The Woolsey wandered the aisles of the store, searching for their treasure. Cans, boxes, bottles, bags, items of every shape and size lined the shelves, and the crew members oohed and awed. Corn chips! Squeaked three. Can we get them? Please, please! Negatory. Keep your eyes on the prize, crew. We can't be distracted by treats. Six, how about it? A couple sonar pings, and around the next corner one... Sharp left. And then, there before them, was the mother of all treasures. Ha! The crow laughed. Nuts!
That's right, Bird. We're here for the nuts. Months of training has gone into this mission. No more scrounging around for scraps. Today, Squirrel Kind will take our proper place at the table. <laughs> right arm ready, one. Engage, two. The arm swung out and grabbed a bag full of mixed nuts. Contact. We have the package. On to the checkout. The Wolsey pivoted and went to the front. Waiting in line was the longest two minutes of Amadeus's life. So close, he muttered. So very close. He could practically taste it now. Hazelnuts, peanuts, cashews, walnuts. Why couldn't this human just move faster? Finally, it was their turn. Two swung the bag of nuts up onto the conveyor belt. Release, Two. I, I, I can't. Something is stuck. A grinding sound came from somewhere near the elbow. I knew it. I knew the elbows were defective. I told them over and over. Easy to. Four, five, follow the conveyor. The adolescent human had metal sticking out of piercings all over her ears, her eyebrows, her nose, her lips. But at least she had the proper color plumage, the crow thought. The human stared at her, then at the squirrel man. Is that it? The construct nodded. There followed a tug of war over the bag, but finally the human pulled it away and swiped it for a beep. That'll be $14.82. Number three. Huh? The left arm plunged its hand into the pants pocket, and the pocket squirmed as a voice called out from it. One, two, three, four. No, wait, that is a five, eight, nine, ten. One's tail was twitching again. He enacted a stall tactic. <clears throat> so, uh, did you see the game last night? Those penguins gave man you a real run for their money. <laughs> but that's just shutting the door after the horse is out of the barnyard. <laughs> Am I right? Whatever. Do you have the money? Got it! Three squeaked, and the left arm swung up, opened its hand to reveal exact change. Ha! The crow crowed. Nice bird, the girl said as she took the money. Can you say nevermore? Not a chance. Just asking. The Wolsey fled the store and returned to the park just as fast as the crew could make it, pausing only long enough to annoy more drivers as they crossed the street. Almost yes, no, yes, no, yes! That night, the park was the scene of the most outrageous party the crow had ever seen. Nuts were cracked, ribbons were awarded, Amadeus and his crew were paraded around for all the animals to see, capped off by a rousing speech where he promised that after the Woolsey was refurbished, they would return to the store, and this time, they'd bring back two bags. Ha! said the crow. At least she wouldn't have a boring winter.
And that was our story. I hope you liked it. I can't keep the squirrels out of the bird feeder. And after today, we won't be able to keep them out of our stores. Before we go, remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Please remember to join our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, leave us a nice review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us, support us on Patreon, and tell your friends. The Untold Podcast has been funded by Jason Brannan, Fred Heimbaugh, and Clayton Webb. Until next time, I'm Nathan James Norman, reminding you, oh, they might kill. Have your squirrels spayed or neutered. Author's note, in this case, SFC stands for Squirrel Food Cruiser.